Ever feel like you've got to get your should together? Is your should about to hit the fan? Have you been sitting in your shoulds for most of your life wondering if you could be more, see more, or do more? Welcome to Shut the Should Up with Candace Payne and Jenny Randall. We're both authors and speakers who want to stomp out your flaming bag of should. With a whole lot of faith, together, let's sort through the pain, purpose, and promise to find freedom in the things we tell ourselves we should and should not do. Because there's so much more in you. There is so much more in you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. As a matter of fact, you may be an undercover leader and not even know it. And that's honestly why we are discussing this in our little five-part mini-series in season five about leadership and influence. And if you're just joining us, you're going to want to catch up on the other episodes you've missed because I am digging these mini-series. What about you? Oh my gosh, loving it. So far, we talked about how great leaders should have grateful hearts. We've talked about how you can be smarter today and also the difference between leaders and influencers. And I'm excited for today's topic as well. So awesome, Candice. What are we diving into? I want us to lead into this thought right now because it's, it's official. We have just crossed the threshold of Thanksgiving and it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Christmas. We can finally sing all the Christmas stuff and do all the Christmas <laughs> things. And I just needed to acknowledge that before we go any further in our conversation, <sighs> because that is what I've been waiting for all year. And if you don't think I am absolutely honest about that statement, follow me on all my social platforms. You will see the most insane posts left and right about all things <laughs> Christmas. There's nothing other that I want to talk about. No other topic matters. It is Christmas time. So that's what I'm posting about. What are you posting about right now, Jenny? Oh, girl. Oh, girl. It's great. I, I, uh, I'm not as inconsistent in this topic of choice. I don't know. I don't know, but I do have a question. Is your tree up still year round or did you just put it up now for the season? 24 seven. Here's the deal. I I have a pencil tree that has, um, Alexa enabled light bulbs. I don't know that. Oh my goodness. Oh, she doesn't know it. Stop. Alexa. She is the third voice in our podcast that we never really talk about. (laughs) And I think we need to acknowledge her once and for all that she just, she's a host. She's a co-host. We just haven't said anything official about it. (laughs) You're not getting on our merch. You're not getting in the bio. I'm sorry, but we're not adding you. So simmer down, simmer down. No, I actually have a pencil tree that you can tell my um, home assistant to turn different <laughs> colors or you can tell it to like turn off and on or blink crazy or or to move to the music. So yeah. we actually use it year round just to celebrate holidays. And then at actual Christmas time, we get a bigger one and we put it nice. in the entryway of the house so that you so see you it from two. the street. Mm, yeah. At Christmas, we'll have two. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. are the family that does blow ups, like ridiculously dumb blow ups in front of your house. You know okay, I mean? so let's just save that and isolate that audio. What are you talking about? Like the inflatables? <laughs> or you or you just have you just have blow up arguments? Like what? Oh, yeah, the inflatables. <laughs> just like read okay. my mind. Like read my okay. mind. 
And it doesn't snow in Florida, which is a different type of outside experience. So people will take their lights and like make it on the ground, like it's little snow patterns and stuff. So you can't, which is interesting. I'm still figuring out. Some people will do like ocean themes and they'll like pretend their grounds like Mm -hmm. water. And then you have the little blow up things out there. So we're, we're trying to get the whole experience going. We have some dogs. We have some dog. Oh, inflatables. Well, They're not okay. all inflatables. I don't know what else to call them. Three dollars uh, for this uh, bet that I'm going to make. I bet those dogs oh. have a Santa cap. Do they have a Santa cap? Um, gosh, I'm so <laughs> tempted to go and look at the box. I feel like that's a natural. I don't Let have me it memorized. I feel like it's a natural, a natural yes. <laughs> yeah. Either which way, I will tell you whether you post about it or you don't post about it. Uh, the world is going to know because they're going to drive by your house and they're going to see Christmas. I think it's easy to see that we're in love with this holiday. If you are in love with it, or even if you just kind of somewhat celebrate, you can't help but have like a little wreath or some something just saying, hey, y'all, I'm doing Christmas. And I know you're trying to think, Candace, what's the reach here? What's the reach here for getting back to leadership and influence? <laughs> but this is really what we're talking about today is Private versus public, the things that you love, the things that you lead in, how well are you doing that? And is there a difference? Because I'm telling you, I will post all day long my love for Christmas and you can't deny it. But to be quite honest, publicly outside my house, we don't have a single light on the house. I don't want to be found. I want everything to be inside. Do you know what I mean? Like I do not want somebody going and driving around my block and stopping at my house and gawking at it. Like I can't understand the anxiety that must be to be like having strangers just circle your house because you're decorated so well. I can't, I can't like, I'm a very public person, but that frightens me. I'm like, this is my home. I just don't drive by slow. That means something different how I grew up. Like I was scared and <laughs> nervous when that happened. Oh, so no. don't do it. So inside is where all my Christmas is. And I got to be honest, it got me thinking a little bit today about what does leadership look like with what you show others publicly when you're not necessarily posting it all the time, when it's not for everybody to consume. And what does leadership look like when you actually are doing it in the, in the public spaces? Like, what do you offer in those arenas? What do you offer in those moments? How much do you share? How much vulnerability do you give? And I think it's a good topic worth diving into because I think that we're in a very, very blurred line uh, generation right now of everything can be public. Everything can be consumable. Yeah. Everything. And I just want to know, is nothing sacred anymore? Oh, (laughs) (laughs) is nothing sacred? That's, that's good. I mean, I'm writing down a thought so I don't forget it, but I think, um, (laughs) because public, I think one of the greatest things, well, let's remind everybody, we Mm -hmm. believe you are a leader right off the bat. Everybody has influence. Something or someone. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah. Everyone is leading uh, to some capacity. You have a sphere of influence uh, where God has placed you. So with that being said, are you stepping into the potential of that leadership? So when we're talking about what is your private life look like versus public, um, I believe there needs to be a consistency there. Like Mm. 
And, and what you're talking about, and I want to get to that, but what you're talking about is what are these, are we valuing these sacred moments or are we just shouting it from the rooftops? Look at me, look at me, look what I encountered, look what I did. Um, yep. Yep. And we've almost, we've touched on this earlier in the season. It's like that public praise uh, mm. versus just wanting to do something because it's the right thing to do. Um, or mm. like the should be done in private. It doesn't, uh, doesn't automatically mean it needs to be public. It is definitely <laughs> interesting to think through. I have a you know quote. What's funny? You... Oh, oh well, ahead. I want to tell you really, really quick, this, this TikTok that I saw that made me laugh so hard that describes uh -huh. perfectly what you're saying. It was a couple, man and wife, and they're silently driving and they look really, really cute dressed in such ma matching outfits. They look to the nines. I mean, but they're silently driving and not talking to each other. And they kind of look like they've been in a tiff. And all the caption said was that long drive home after you've been forced to take family photos and smile for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, isn't that so true? It's like, you do all this work to get one shot, one quick little glimpse into happiness. And we match and look at us now. And, and then the drive home leaves you unfulfilled. And it makes me wonder, is there a disconnect between that private versus public? So give us your quote, because I think that that is really what we're, we're talking about is, is there a disconnect in your private leadership versus your public leadership? Okay. So I think that's a great question. Here's a quote from the infamous, the famous, the C.S. Lewis, who says, mm. integrity is doing the right thing even when no one is watching. Yeah. 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 And a big, one of the big things in this loaded conversation is one of the key character traits to leadership is integrity. And are you in both places, mm. offline, online, public, private, do you have integrity? When no mm. one's watching, do you put the shopping cart back? Ooh. Oh, if it's if it's Aldi and you got to get that quarter, yeah, I'm getting that quarter back every time. <laughs> <laughs> but what if you're not getting rewarded for it? Ooh, good question. Good mm -hmm. question. No, I'm I'm a cart putter backer, um, and it's because I park next to the cart receivers. <laughs> Like I see that's sure. a strategy. That's a leadership <laughs> strategy right there. Yes. Yes. Cause I know I'm going to put back the cart. And so therefore I might as well park as close to one as I can, even if it's further away from the store. So yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Um, I, I use this quote with my son a lot. It's doing the right thing, even when nobody's looking, meaning there is no reward or gratitude or anything to be given to you other than what you give yourself. Like, yeah. is that enough? Is that enough? Is the feeling of I made the right choice enough to motivate you? Because here's the real question that I think we're, we're diving into that we're really not saying. We're dancing around. Are you satisfied with being able to lead yourself before you lead anybody else? Mm. Because really that's what it is. It's, it's are you worthy of being led with integrity? Are you worthy of doing the right things and leading your own um, emotions, your own morality, your own, yes, I can do what's right? You know, because sometimes we devalue ourselves. Man, I think this is a bigger conversation than what we're, we're 
ready to enter into. But I think we devalue ourselves so much that we don't think that we're worthy of good leadership over our, ourselves. And I think that's a good thing is to know you can do what's right even when no one's looking just for you. Yeah. Or, or, or it hasn't been modeled. So it's the question mm. mark of what does it even look like? Mm. Um, and to take it a step further and state the obvious as a Christ follower, we have the Bible to, and the Holy spirit, right. To right. show us what it looks like to walk in integrity and to make, uh, wise decisions and to face conviction and to to respond with integrity and humility and all the different uh, godly attributes that one can can walk in but i think my mm. mind is spinning on the sacred conversation mm. and mm. i don't i think with leadership it can be sacred in both offline and online spaces right yeah. So I think yeah. I think when there's a consistency in leadership and an integrity, I think mm. those are two big pieces of the puzzle. That is where you find in in the private places that will translate to the public places, right? Because if yeah. if you're one way, if you're inconsistent, that it's not going to be sacred. Um, because who? What are you doing? If there's a consistency of character that'll translate and be sacred in the public and private. I don't know. What are you, what are you thinking through? Goodness. These are some deep thoughts. They've got me actually like spinning here because I'm trying not to deviate from what you're saying, but it makes me always want to jump to a different idea of, of thought that I haven't thought. Okay. All that being said, when we ask is nothing sacred, I keep on thinking personally, how many times I have songs I've written that will never be heard by anybody but me. I have pages in my journal that will never be written out in a book <laughs> for you to pick off a shelf and consume. Yeah, same. Cause they're, they're vulnerable moments. Uh, not just vulnerable, but they're wrestling. Like, like they're, they're unresolved. Even mm -hmm. there's, there's things that I don't have answers to that. I, I question there's things that I need to just vent and say, without any judgment of, I can't believe that you actually said that or thought that, you know what I mean? Like there's, yeah. there's a sacred space to be held in private places where you can ask of God, why, yeah. what, how, when, and have it unresolved and still trust. Mm -hmm. There's also sacred spaces where you can say, I don't trust today. And here's my list of reasons why and help. I love the passage. It says, help my unbelief, because I think that's a sacred space that we got led into in scripture is when anybody can say, help me in my unbelief. That's a moment that you go, oh, that's somebody not trying to give me X, Y, and Z and points one, two, and three on how to be better and do better and follow the Lord more closely. That's somebody that's saying, help me because I'm struggling here. And sometimes leadership is vulnerable in a public space, but then there's also leadership that's vulnerable in private places too, to where you go, this will never, ever, ever be shared outside of my thoughts, even mm -hmm. with the Lord. There are things that I will take to my grave that belong to me and God alone. And when I see him face to face, he'll know those things and I'll know those things, but that's not consumable. It's not marketable. 
It's not to be sold to get somebody else to think my way. I think um, if I'm going to jump off and deviate just a little bit too, even with this thought of, is there anything sacred? I go down to the idea, the basic one about what is worth sharing and bringing value to give to other people in the ways that I lead. Yeah. Yeah. Some things are going to be so specific to just my integrity that they're not for other people. And that is my good qualifier for sharing offline (laughs) or online, period is if Mm -hmm. it's so specific to the needs that I know that God's working in me with my integrity, it's not that I have to hide things about me that are bad or, but I also don't need to invite everybody into every process all the time. Yeah. Oh, I a hundred percent. I agree with what you're saying. I'm pretty private online. I, I, Mm -hmm. I think I'm private online. I don't share much. Um, yeah, at, too private, I think, um, because <laughs> when I'm in the wrestling match with God, as you described it, or when I'm in those private moments, the ones that feel heavier, weightier, or sacred, or like you're spilling your guts and it's not pretty and mm. um, just really hard stuff. It's like that. It is so safe. There's almost like such sacred conversation it cannot be replicated. Does that make Mm. sense? Mm -hmm. And -hmm. if you were to try to formulate into words, it almost would lose that specialness. Um, There's been times where I felt that like, even, even in accomplishments of my kids, like I, like I struggled with, do I share that they got baptized because it was so special and I did not want anyone to tarnish that moment with like a dumb Mm. comment or whatever. So Mm -hmm. I was holding it close, Um, but then I did and everyone celebrated and it was fine. But that's part of the wrestling for me is like, well, what is, what is worthy to be shared? That's in the, in the private sacred spots, what's worthy of, of taking public. Um, And we're using the word sacred. I just want to specify that I think everything can be sacred. So we're talking about like, I don't know how to differentiate, but Mm. I think those, I think those private time moments that we're talking about are the moments that build you to endure in leadership. You know what sacred actually means by definition? And I only know this because one of my kids' names means sacred. Mm -hmm. And so the definition that I love the most for that means close to God. Something that's near to God. And And I really see that when I say sacred, it is the direct correlation between an intimacy between you and God. And I've said this before, I think on different episodes, but there's a difference in your marriage with turning a camera on when you're out shopping together or having a date night and you're like, look how cute we are versus, hey, let's turn the camera on when we're, you know, making out. How about no, there are some things that are intimate (laughs) that you don't post that are reserved for privacy in your marriage. And I think the same things in our relationships with God, in the way that we lead our families, in the way that we have relationship with others. And this may not be even a spiritual thing, but it may be an objectionable thing for somebody else and their desire for privacy. Um, you know, I, I will say this practical example. 
I have my mom walking through Alzheimer's right now. I've become a little bit more vocal about it and I've been able to share more and more. And when I am sharing, let me tell you, I get some likes, I get some empathy, I get other people's stories, I get more shares because people are like, I'm I'm walking through this with a loved one as well. And believe you me, if all I was looking at were metrics of, of performance of a post, then that would be one thing because I'd be like, let's grow this topic and let's really start diving into it. But do you know what I think of reserved when I think of those sacred moments? There are people that my mother has mentored Mm. that do not know that she's walking in these final stages. And there's been some dignity lost in her weight loss, in her mental capacities, in the way that she's lost some ability to have a social inhibitor, (laughs) that, that inhibitor that's there or not there. And those things I'm keeping private and close to the hip, not for the value of let me expose this to to be able to lead other people through grief and sorrow that are experiencing the same thing, because that's noble. That really is. Mm -hmm. And I do see a need for it. But I also see there's dignity in the private places, in the shared moments with my mother that I need to preserve and keep to myself that nobody else is going to be able to benefit from. And that is how you lead well. I hope, I hope, (laughs) I hope that's how you lead well. Yeah. I mean, that is such a beautiful model and example. It reminds me of um, the Bible verse that's talking about when you have conflict with another Christian, it's like, you don't need to Mm. air that dirty laundry to everybody. Just go in the private, go Mm. in a private spot and talk to that person one-on-one and like try to reconcile the situation, bring in another person if you need to. And I think a lot of times we forget and as leaders or as humans, Mm -hmm. we skip that step and we're just like, I hate this person or why, or even like more public figures. Why did this person fail? And like, you think it's your, your job to (laughs) work it out online in front of everybody. And it's not all, that's not always the space to do Mm. that because there's dignity around having that conversation first. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and listen, how gross would it be? How gross would it be to use what my mother is walking through to garnish platform and to lead more? Cause that's really the danger that you walk in when you don't know the difference of leadership online versus offline. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a, it's a kind of thing that you have to step outside of What are you leading for? Is it for popularity? Is it for performance? Is it for the ability to be more liked and loved and elevated? Or is it leadership really that says, even if nobody sees this moment, like C.S. Lewis says, I'm still going to do the right thing. And not just doing the right thing necessarily morality wise, but do right by somebody else. You know what I mean? Like your your life is not just for you and how people perceive you, it's also for how you treat others and how they perceive how they're being treated by you as well. I mean, it's, it's a deep conversation that I don't think we're really even scratching the surface of, but I know that I want to find out from our listeners today after listening to this, what are some areas in their sphere of influence that they know there's a separation there's offline and online what I want to see accomplish and happen through my leadership and Jenny maybe a good spot to start would be how does it affect the people that you live in your home with you know I mean like I always say am I leading my kids well 
Yeah. If I'm not leading my kids well, how can I stand on a stage and lead 6,000 women when I go speak, you know, and yeah. be like, try doing this, but yet my, and I'm not saying that I'm responsible for their morality or their integrity, but am I leading at home just as, as well in private as I am trying to do so in public? It's a good, it's a good question to mull through too. And when we're saying online versus offline, uh, that doesn't, we're not just referring to putting mm -hmm. your ideas and your thoughts on the internet. We're referring to in a more public manner, in a greater sphere of influence. Um, how are you leading? And it does that correlate? Is that connecting to mm -hmm. those private time moments? I heard, I think Lisa Turkhurst said this. She's a well-known author and minister and communicator. And she, she so said, um, Gosh, in the the private time moments fuel you for the public moments. And if we if we think of that, like are you taking those sacred moments? Are you having those moments of intimacy with the Lord? And even thinking through, are those moments fueling me to lead my family, my kids, uh, in my workplace? Are those moments fueling me to be more public in certain areas? Or is is the Lord inviting me to not share this? Because that's leadership mm. too. Knowing yeah. boundaries and showing up how prudence. he leads. Yeah. 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 Le leaders have prudence. Really, that's what this whole episode is about, is, is that you have the ability to know the difference. Yeah. And I'll, I'll challenge anybody with this. I, I, I really seriously mean this. If you are fully invested in saying, I know that I have some leadership capability in me and that God's entrusted me with some things that I need to lead well, then let me ask this of you. How well are you being filled up and sustained in those private places just for the communication and development of your own soul with the Lord? Because there will also come a time, and I don't care, you cannot be immune from this. I, I'm just saying, it will happen if it hasn't already happened. There will all there will always be a time where you will find yourself in a conundrum thinking, well, what I learned in private must have to be shared public, or God showed me this so that I have to bring this forward. And I just want to give you the freedom in listening to today's episode to know you don't have to, not with everything, not with every moment. You do not have to bring every private moment to the forefront, nor is every private word spoken to you something that you have to use as an object lesson, something that you have to lead from. There can be some things reserved just for you that nobody else can understand. And I actually think there's beauty in that. And that will develop you more as a leader than what you even think possible. So good. Good stuff. What are, what are you thinking? Jenny's just like nodding her head. She's like, I, yeah. well, I'm just like the polar opposite where I don't need that lesson. I need you to tell me to be a little more public on some of the lessons I'm learning. And like, <laughs> <laughs> well, then that's why we're good together because somebody listening might be thinking, yeah, Candace, that's not mean. Didn't nail it with that one. Here I am thinking I'm doing so well, but no, there's, there's different. No, you're doing folks. great. I mean, yeah, <laughs> these are good things we need to walk through in leadership. Oh, I, I do think that that's great. I think it's great. So today, uh, let us know, reach out to us, find us on social media. We're all the places, but specifically, if you're just finding us for the first time, and this is your first episode listening in, go to www.shuttheshouldup.com and you'll have all the resources right there to find us and past episodes. And you can hone in on whichever one that you feel like is a should that you need to find some freedom from as well. Today's been fun. 
I don't know yes. about you, Jenny, but I'm ready to go uh, retreat in the private places right now. Get offline. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. It's nap time. Exactly. Until next time, everybody. We hope that you find your freedom to kick your shoulds to the curb. If you've been inspired to stop shooting yourself, head over to iTunes and write a review and just give us all the stars. If there's one thing you're going to should yourself with, you should subscribe to our show so you don't miss an episode. See you next time.